0: Hello everybody, this is Mark Kumar, your lifestyle entrepreneur and a proud founder of Simple Podcast Cloud, a company that allows podcasters to hold your posture, podcast. And today we have an amazing podcaster with us, and he is going to be sharing with you some of the tools, the tips, and secrets that he has used to create amazing podcasts. So please take a moment to introduce yourself to Marius.
1: Man, thanks again, Mark, the Mighty Mark with the Simple Podcast Cloud, my man. Thanks a bunch. For those who see the name on the screen, name's Dom Brightman, and I'm the host of the Going North Podcast. And my mission is to coach, empower, and equip others to share their stories, especially authors. And my podcast is all about giving authors, especially self-published first-time authors, a platform to share their stories, to get their stories heard, and help them to get some momentum under their belt so they can run for a lifetime.
0: Awesome. So how did you come up with that idea of a podcast?
1: Oh, uh, yeah. Funny enough, this was, my God, six years ago, I believe. I think it was six years ago. Folks have been telling for years, I got this radio voice. And I'm like, all right, I'm also using it for Sub, I'll start a podcast. And I'm like, I don't know what the hell it's going to be about, but I'm going to start one. And a couple of years pass, and I actually – Went on this ultra side quest like an RPG game and published my first book, or as I like to call my first entry into the business of immortality, of publishing Going North, Tips and Techniques to Advance Yourself. And that book was actually one heck of a launch pad to the podcast itself because sadly I lost my father after a long battle with dementia six months later after the publishing of my book and then three months later after he past, then I realized, you know what? Maybe this is time for me to get back on that main quest of starting a podcast. And that really led to me starting the Going North podcast based off of my book. And the main mantra of my life is advance others to advance yourself. So it's about giving authors that opportunity to share their stories because my first ever interview, I didn't know what the heck I was doing, and then I got in my first ever podcast interview, and the lady was expecting more content from me, and I was like, all right, so let me make sure this doesn't happen for anybody else, and now I'm three years in now because this is actually the middle of August when I started recording episodes for my launch back in September 2017, so... Three-year anniversary of podcast, 275 official episodes in. It's crazy now.
0: <laughs> that is awesome, man. I'm happy for you. 300, what? That's crazy. I'm sure you got a lot of, number one, wealth. Number two, the experiences and the crazy stories that happened and led to it. And I can't wait to dive into that. So tell me this, the very first time when you recorded your very first podcast, tell me about that experience.
1: Oh my goodness. First time, man. It was trash. It was straight dumpster juice. Some call it dumpster fires now because I use Skype and I didn't even know what that guy was doing with like trying to record the other track. I was able to record it using my own computer, but I didn't have the MP3 recorder going in the background and the sound quality was so bad. I actually had to go to Fiverr.com and outsource the audio editing piece because my guest, even though he could still hear him, the okay. thing is with him, it, it, you just couldn't really hear him at all. So what happened was after getting that in, and we had fun. And funny enough, he was skirting around with me because we were best buds and still are good buds. And he was actually interviewing me for like the first half of the show until I finally turned it back over to him, and we finally got some good stuff out of the show. And that was episode one, so it it it, it was it was it was a little nerve wracking, but I'm glad it happened, and I'm glad I did it with a friend because. That way, even though I still put it out there after getting it polished up a bit as best as it could, it right. was still a great experience to get used to the audio equipment and knowing what to do, knowing what not to do, and mm-hmm. finally getting in the groove of things because like it, we all suck in the beginning and every master was a disaster. So <laughs> you gotta be a disaster before you become a master.
0: <laughs> I like that saying, cause there's another one, every master once was a student and master and disaster, that, yeah, I love that one. That's awesome. So yeah, I, I remember the very first time when I started the podcasting thing and I uh, listened to my own voice. I'm like, holy crap, I sound like that? No way. <laughs> I was in a denial of, like, I don't sound like that so have you experienced
1: that the good news is i got over that part years ago because i actually have a background in public speaking i've been doing public speaking since probably like the age of 10 when i was growing up in church reciting scriptures in front of the church sanctuary audience every sunday as a kid and doing plays and heck even one time playing the role of jesus and then having to hear all my roles where all my lines repeated back to me over and over again in my sleep. So I got over the hating my own voice phase gotcha. years ago. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad it happened to you early age
0: because I'm, I'm, when I first started my podcast, like I, said, I was last year in November, and then I was like, holy cow, I cannot believe I sound that I don't want to say horrible, hell, call it what it is, it was horrible because we are not so used to listening to our own voice. Like For example, when we talk to somebody, we know what the other person sounds like, but we don't know what the hell we sound like. And then it's like, it was an eye-opening experience, and that was like, wow. I'm, I'm like okay and then three episodes in one, once I got comfortable with it I'm like okay this is how I sound and that's how it is and I have, just have to be comfortable with it you know and then is there any tips that you could share with people like I don't like the way I sound what can I do to make it better
1: well one thing you can keep in mind is that Bit by bit, you'll notice over time that all of our voices change over the years, day by day, especially as you use them right. more often. Like if you hear Tony Robbins now and you hear some of his old material, he's, his voice got a little more rasped because of all that screaming he was doing for years. Right. Fact, same with Grant Cardone, is talking about how he was trying to save so much money that he would scream in conference rooms because he didn't want to pay for a mic. So right. being comfortable with knowing that your voice is going to change over time. And heck, even to amp up your vocal performance is to have some tea and honey and some lemon before you record. That can help if you want to do that. Some honey lemon cough drops is great. And also making sure you have room temperature water because I actually picked up that tip from one of Brian Tracy's books about power to speak or speaking power, whichever one about the public speaking it was. And he mentions how room temperature water is actually better because it's a less chance of your voice cracking. And it's more natural. For the body, because with cold water, your voice might crack. in with hot water, well, you'll probably burn your vocal cords. You don't want that. So it was just a few things to get that out the way.
0: Yeah, I'm so glad you said about the water because I literally just learned that I think last week or the week before that, like, drink a room temperature water and then. Drink it twenty minutes before because it takes twenty minutes to go through your process, your body, so you can actually utilize it. And then drink it throughout the, you know, uh, your podcasting or your recording session or whatever. So I'm so glad you brought that up because uh, I'm gonna be drinking a lot of water every now and then. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we gotta stay hydrated too, man. It's currently summer, so <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. It's like some things people don't think about. Obviously, I didn't know about the dehydration part until like last week. And by the time I'm done with my podcasting thing, my mouth will be dry. I'm like, I gotta drink water. I would just literally take a whole uh, bottle of water and chug it down. I was like, holy crap! And now that I (laughs) want to know, I'm like, oh, it's not bad. I could talk more. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So yeah. So let's talk about a little bit about gear. So when you first started off, what was your gear as compared to what it is now?
1: Yeah. So gear. So I bought this random podcast equipment set for like a hundred bucks that a friend of mine at work recommended to me. I got it. I didn't know what the hell I was doing because it's a little mixer box or whatever. And it sucked. So after that, I just moved over to my smartphone, this little (laughs) distraction box along with these headphones that has a microphone with it. And I basically used that for the next 80 or so episodes before I finally got a Blue Snowball microphone. And now I'm upgraded to the Samson microphone that I use now more than ever, and just connect that to a computer and everything else. Because I was actually using free conference call for a lot of episodes, and I just, that was probably about a good year and a half, and then I switched over to Zoom. And for international guests, I used Skype before finding Zoom. So that's really the equipment. You don't need a whole bunch of equipment. Like you, you like under two hundred bucks, you can. Get some equipment if it's still available. I remember when this pandemic started oh, back and, yeah. like, right. the podcast bikes were sold out. I'm like, God dang, I'm glad I got mine early. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like you cannot get anything, you know. So the next best thing would be just go to your local store, get yourself, like, a one of those uh, Airbus things, whatever it is, and plug it in. And, you mm-hmm. know, that will help you get started. And then when the equipment starts to become available, you will buy them, you know, as soon as it comes available, I suppose. So so keep it oh, simple, yeah. I
1: suppose. One more thing to add. Have a big hard drive, like a two terabyte, one terabyte, maybe four terabyte hard drive, depending on how long your podcast is and how much you record. Because it'll kill your hard drive when you're doing the editing. <laughs> That's the other thing, too. Have a big hard drive so that way you can back up your files and not just save more on your computer and kill your hard drive. Another thing to keep in mind.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely, you know, and I went to the process, actually, speaking of which, it did fill it up, and I was like, holy crap, and, and I do my uh, podcasting, the video recording, and that takes more file, I mean, the more mm-hmm. of the storage, whatever, and it got to the point of one terabyte, you would think it's a lot of space, but if you do a lot of uh, uh, what you call the, the podcasting interviews, and then you want to obviously, the way I report, I my system is safety or raw, Make an edit, save it that so I have a two file. So the rock will be one gig, another one could be after his post-production, everything at two gig. So we're talking about three gig and three gig is gonna get stored. Like oh, it's just three gigs, no problem, right? But if you're doing like three episodes a day, <laughs> yeah, those things <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, those things add up. We're talking like five, six, yeah, five, six days in a row, yeah, they add up very quickly. So what I found was like uh because I'm like a PC user so OneDrive they have their professional version where you just pay 10 dollars a month or something like that and you have mm-hmm. unlimited storage which is like what and no one offers that nice like, what and it's and it's also part of the OneDrive thing where it's local so you just copy the file like you would drag it from one folder to another and that just saves me so much I'm like I'll never have to worry about it heck yeah is- yeah, that's like so sweet because that one terabyte, you will go through it if you start to doing this, you know, video editing, whatever thing. So, yeah, definitely agree with that thing. Yeah. So, tell me, what is your system of recording it and then publishing it? Just curious.
1: Yeah. So, my, I'm always evolving because for a while I didn't do video because, of course, free conference call that didn't have a video function and most folks would dial in. And then, when I eventually made, ran over to Zoom, I was using an old laptop that had Windows 8 on it. And the webcam was busted. So, basically, no video. And now I got this new Acer laptop that's built for gaming that is a lot faster and everything like that. So, right now, I finally jumped over to video. So, if someone still wants to not do video, it's A OK. I don't care. You could be in your PJs or whatever. <laughs> Funny enough, I got talked with the future guest this time last year. She was, like, hey, so. So uh, you're on free conference calls. That means I could be frumpy and whatnot. And I'm like, yeah, it could be naked for all I care. Like, it's all good. I won't be able to see you. <laughs> so and now it's just record and making sure I back it up because I use Dropbox, but OneDrive's professional sounds a lot better right now. Right. And making sure I have that backed up using Adobe Audition to do the post-production. And usually, and, and sometimes I preset my introductions like with, like I usually do, probably I have like two or three introduction scripts I go through where I pre-record them ahead of time and slap them in with the music, and I have about a good three outros I rotate and alternate between. So having the intro ready, the outro ready, and then I just put those two, like the intro at the beginning, outro in the end, and then the peanut butter and jelly in the middle is the interview. Because I'm right. one of those podcasts where it's like, all right, I'm just gonna slap the interview in there. I'm not gonna do the whole talking for one to 10 minutes about random nonsense. And then the interview starts because it's like, all right, I mean, if I'm interviewing somebody, most likely want to hear them. So right. rather get down to business and right. just do that piece.
0: Okay, cool. Yeah, I used to follow the same exact format where I would just do my outro. And those of you who may not know what intro and outro. So intros are like the beginning of your show. And then, like you said, peanut butter in the middle. That's your body. And then you got the outro, which is towards the end and whatever you want to do. And you could do your promotion, your sponsors, and things like that, in your intros and outros. I used to follow that process, and it works great. What I found out is time-consuming because in my first, you would know that, right? It's time-consuming. First, you got to plug that in there. Then you got to plug it in there. And depending on which software you're using, it could take a while for the final file to come up. How long does it take for you?
1: Oh, God. And that's if it doesn't crash. Because <laughs> that's, that's, that's what happened to me. I was having me a couple of times. That's another reason why I upgraded. I'm like, I'm tired of this. Crap it all, crap it all be, but um, my personal best was thirty minutes. I was able to blitzkrieg one episode, thirty minutes in terms of editing. Mm -hmm. That was probably my fastest time, and that was a twenty-four minute interview when it was over. The longest was probably about a good two hours since it was like one interview that went on for like ninety minutes, and some in some interviews, well, I I really didn't even do much editing. Like uh, I think one of them was probably like maybe five minutes oh, so that actually would be the best of the f- <coughs> five minute ones so anywhere between five minutes and two hours wow. <laughs> <laughs> especially yeah. with show notes involved too <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, right that that's i
0: was thinking not even like uh the show notes part i'm just talking editing post-production only for your audio part of it and that's it like that all alone like one time I was thinking when I was doing the editing part of it until I figured out the new system where it's like took me literally eight hours to figure this crap out I'm like what
1: Mm -hmm. it's delicious in the beginning (laughs) yeah
0: Yeah, so it's like I cannot spend eight hours on a podcast episode if I have like 20 to go I'm (laughs) just literally be sitting behind a computer doing this stuff and then get to the point i'm going to be frustrated i am not going to enjoy it and i'm like screw podcast literally that's what i think
1: mm-hmm. yep yep and- so if you can afford it outsource the editing <laughs> <laughs> Oh,
0: forget editing i got another system that's, which we're using right now Streamyard, because what i find out is like in here you can do your outros and intros live literally which is great i'm like so by the time by the time i'm done with this i get a video file i get an audio file i literally take that file and put it on my uh, simple podcast cloud and i'm done so it's everything is live and then what i also noticed like i have done that particular uh staging where a system where it's like hey this is my intro i'll slap that on there and then once that's over, let's say 30 seconds on intro or whatever, right? And then I'm like, hey, here's a guest, for example, here's Dom, who's a podcaster, amazing voice, and he's awesome. So he's gonna be sharing with you, blah, 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 blah. And then we go into the peanut butter and jelly part of the show. And then before <laughs> and then before we end it, there goes the outro at the end. And then once I'm done, hit end. My file is generated. I'll take those files and then dump it. Like eight hours i don't know if like I, I know you can't relate to it it's like holy crap if i could use that yeah. system like oh, yeah. awesome and then to take it one step further what i find out is like it gets boring for the person who is listening to your show same speech same voice same music and it's like oh i know what's coming so what i do now is a little different I customize it every single time. I know what I'm gonna say, outros and intros. So I just say it as a part of the podcast, as part of the peanut butters and jelly system. So it becomes <laughs> I'm in your head now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it, it just becomes like a it becomes like a really nice conversation, and it just flows. And then you know, another thing I love about this is like, you I can go live on any one of the platforms, Facebook groups or page and youtube and it's saved up and for those of you who are worried about like we were at one point it sounded like hard drive space and whatever you go from here upload it uh, go live on youtube and youtube has your video so you don't have to worry about storing it because they will store it and then uh, StreamYard gives you mp3 you take the mp3 you put it in your uh, podcast hosting company and then you're good and then the only thing you really gotta worry about is just writing the show notes and things of that nature. But that's the system that I'm following right now, so it's working out great. So now I actually, have, actually enjoy my life, and not be sitting. <laughs> <laughs> Amen to that yeah actually it's like i'm like i have to figure this out i don't want to sit behind a computer all day long editing one damn podcast you know i mean i love the information Don't get me wrong but it's just the post-production of it was making me not enjoy it but i enjoyed this part of it this conversation Mm -hmm. but nobody likes to talk about the post-production you know so i'm like hey follow this system especially with this tools that are available right now compared to when we started
1: oh um, God <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah yeah, yeah.
0: Tell, t- tell, me, t- tell me some of so, some of the struggles about like when you started like what are the struggles you went through
1: Oh, man I mean I'm with the struggles but like imagine the folks who were doing it like in 2004 like imagine what they were going through oh, my, my god. god oh my god <laughs> <laughs> That was the main thing. I mean, the main struggles I had to do was making sure I save every five minutes or so in Adobe Audition. Because after the first time, because, oh, my God, the first time it crashed on me was when I was at the near end of a 60 minute interview and it crashed on me and it lost everything. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to save every five minutes. It's it's like you're typing a research paper in college. You got to save it on word every five minutes because you don't know what the hell could happen. <laughs> that, was, that was the biggest struggle is dealing with the, with the crash. I mean, it doesn't happen now with the new technology, everything, but that was <laughs> post-production. That was the biggest thing that, that was the biggest thing. And really just really, really just that that's probably the biggest thing I can think about because I mean the, the interview piece, that's, that, that's the fun part, especially, Now where I feel like I've gotten more comfortable interviewing people because, yes, public speaking, that's a great thing. But interviewing is a totally different skill and it's a lot of active listening. And even though I'm a great listener, sometimes (laughs) I have the tendency to throw in a corny joke instead of asking a follow up question. So really just dealing with that. But yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah
0: it's it's it's, it's an interesting i would say interesting learning experience i would say for me at least anyway right so which format do you like more and there's obviously two format there might be another one that you know i don't know but the only one that i know is solopreneur which you're just talking yourself and then another one is the interview version of it so which one do you like oh if there's a third one i would love to know
1: man there's a hybrid version some people actually do a drop in episode themselves okay. and i'm i'm thinking of doing one of those every now and then possibly okay. but my goal for my show is to interview a thousand different authors so that's another reason why I'm like, yeah, you know what? Maybe for episode 300, since I'm 25 away, I might make that my own. But, um, yeah, that, there's the hybrid versions. I know a couple of folks, Tony Wadley, he, he does that. Zachary Babcock with Underdog Empowerment. He sometimes does a solo episode. And, heck, even just stuff like that. So that, so those are, those are really the – that's probably the third one, the hybrid version, of occasionally dropping in yourself for a solo episode but right now i'm so darn backed up with recordings that (laughs) i don't even need to do a solo episode for my show
0: (laughs) (laughs) you don't have time for it pretty much (laughs) no (laughs) i mean i can make the time but there'd be no point (laughs) yeah really because you know it's 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 worth it but if i think i think it's worth it every once in a while because the way i look at it like sometimes i get the feedback i guess like mark i like your interviews they're amazing But I want to hear more from you, only your point of view. So once in a while, you know, I would just throw it in there, whatever. But I I do understand the interview part of it. I personally find it more rewarding because I get to have an expert like yourself. And I get to dig into your brain and ask you all those questions that probably no one even asked you, right? So it's like a I look at this like a one-on-one coaching thing. And it's just an amazing experience. And I get to learn things that I didn't know or learn things, new things. That i never even thought about it so speaking of new things all the different uh podcast interviews have you learned were there any new things that you learned that you actually implemented in your business
1: oh wow oh god man there's there's quite a few um one of the major ones um <clears throat> this i forgot what number it was it was last december julie renee Doring. Okay. Uh, the brain rejuvenation expert chick is like in her early sixties, but she still looks fabulous. And she actually adopted a little one, and she's like five years old now, or seven. And she's like taking care of a little one in her early sixties. And she has like the keys to health, and one of them was to instead of chugging down a bunch of water all the time, it's basically better to sip water every half an hour. Now, granted, I don't sip water every half an hour. I mean, I gotta, I gotta sleep. You know, exactly. <laughs> I'm still not. But I still try to do more sipping water throughout the day and drinking more water because since our bodies are made of mostly water, it's good to keep your body hydrated, not to mention she also mentioned from her studies that it actually staves off dementia and memory loss because when you're speaking in front of folks, and especially if you're like me where you're still in sponge mode and you got a couple years left in the 20-year-old brain, you basically have all this knowledge and you got to basically drop the right thing at the right time for the audience to take away and get away with. And having water and keeping hydrated is definitely one of the major ones that stick out to me because it's, it works for business too because when you're talking with somebody, you want to tell them the right story at the right time. You don't want to insert a joke about a cactus when you're supposed to be talking about entrepreneurship, unless you have like a cactus farm or something. That's one major one. Another major one was early back in my episode. Funny enough, I, I consider one of my birthday gift episodes got scheduled on my birthday when Nancy Gaines episode eight, she mentioned how if people start coming to you for advice when you're in your business, that means you're on the right track because some, especially because some months, especially when it came to book sales, especially it's like the drop in a this. will it drop out? All right, good. A book <laughs> sale. And I'm like, you know what? This is going to be fabulous. This is going to be fabulous. And folks actually started coming to me for advice to write a book and actually, start a podcast. So I'm like, you know what? This is a sign I'm on the right track. So yep. those are just two things that really stuck out for me from the podcast, among the countless other things. Because I've I've <laughs> I've learned a lot, and it's been great. It's been great. Yeah, it's definitely is
0: a learning experience, like you said. You know, like I said as well, that you can really tap into an expert. So was there an expert that you were like? Oh my God! That dude knows, or sh- do that knows a lot about, <laughs> about stuff. I'm so glad I interviewed him.
1: There's there's a few. There's quite a few. Um, but the one, and it's actually my most downloaded episode this year, episode two twenty one, righteous leadership, okay. with one of my mentors, Dr. Ray Charles, not the musician, not the musician, but this guy. My goodness, Dr. Ray Charles, uh. Best-selling author, keynote speaker, coach, mentor, doctor with a background in biochemical engineering and risk assessment. He's done a lot in his time, and halfway through the interview, I forgot how brilliant he was because we haven't connected that much before we did the interview back in around late January, early February. Uh And he was sharing how it's good to have a global mindset and connected with folks around the world because in his 40s a lot of his friends were committing suicide and they were successful people in the eyes of others they had all a bunch of millions of dollars all the successful magazine covers but still committing suicide and he uses risk assessment background to really realize all right so what's the main cause of this what why do they keep going through this and he wanted to take out the time element usually in the peak hours of the morning 3 a.m that's usually when it happens So he's connected with folks all over the world, especially out in Singapore and Hong Kong, that he can chat with and talk to. Because he's like, hey, I may not be able to call Dom at 3 a.m. in the morning because he might think the worst. But I have somebody out in Australia or Hong Kong or whatever that I can call on and talk to to take the time element out of the situation. So that way he can be reminded of the greatness that we all have because – Heck, one buzzword, even though I'm starting to hear it a little less now, which I'm grateful for, is value. It's like, hey, I want to add value to your organization. But the thing is, everyone already has value. You just have to unlock it. Everybody is already valuable. Some people just don't know how to really use it and unwrap and unlock it for everybody else to take part of. And that's the thing. Like, everybody has value, and you just need people in your network, especially all over the globe if you can, to remind you that you – are worth it you are valuable and say to yourself i like myself multiple times over and over again that you're valuable so that's basically one of the main episodes that sticks stuck out to me and that's my most downloaded episode this year and i'm proud of it
0: (laughs) (laughs) all right cool uh speaking of downloads right so what, what, what do you think is more important having the technical side meaning download and listens or is it the making the money part sponsors and things of that nature or I mean, maybe, what are your thoughts more, on that?
1: I mean, one usually happens before the other. I mean, <laughs> if right. you get enough attention then folks will take notice and then they'll actually put some money in your pocket. Heck even funny enough. I think it was like 80. No, not 80. It was like 50 some episodes in mm-hmm. after I got on Steve Olsh's lift, a list of top 10 self-help podcasts in the world. And he actually put, kept me on the list for three years in a row. I'm like, what the hell? Like, like, dude, because I'm like, I, I'm pretty decent with downloads. I get a good 2,000 downloads a month for all my episodes. But mm-hmm. like, the thing is, I mean, with that, like one person reached out to me and I was like, hey, she sent out this list of people. I'm like, you know what, no, what the hell? I interview a few of them. We had a right. conversation and she basically she paid me 25 bucks from every author interviewed from her crew. So the money came afterwards when I don't have the millions of downloads and Right. Really, just r- really, the impact is the major thing in making meaning. Like in a book, I would like to recommend others to read, if you're starting out or heck, even just want to be reminded of a few things, is the Art of the Start by Guy Kawasaki, where he mentions how you should go into business to make meaning, and then the money will follow because of because like Apple, that started off in the garage, and that was very impactful. Heck, this podcast started off as making meaning. I didn't think I was gonna be on Steve Olsh's list for three years in a row, connect with all these humans. Like I I, I just set out to just do something and just really just setting out to do something is the major thing because you should always have fun with it because Mm -hmm. when it becomes a job, that's the sign you need to take a break. Like that's another thing too, podcasts need to remember, just take a break in the meantime. So make an impact, make meaning and have fun with it. Downloads are great, but, wait about a good six months to a year to make an impact because it's going to take a while to really build your audience unless you're one of those top dollar celebrities that already has a following like Julian Michaels and Joe Rogan who built his following years on end. Right. And he was a comedian all that good stuff. So just, just focus on making the good content first making an impact and making meaning and everything else to come afterwards.
0: Yeah, definitely agree with that because most people like, Hey, I, the podcast thingy is the new buzz thing. And I heard a lot of people, especially with the Joe Rogans, you know, making a million dollar deal with Spotify and everything else. Oh, I want to become a podcaster too. And then two weeks later, I hate podcasting. I'm going to make any money off eh? of you it. Know? It's like the new shiny object is the podcast now. And everybody wants to jump on and get the tools and everything else. But what they don't realize is Joe Rogan has a personal brand that's been for years. And he yep. has put in the work. And then if you don't put in the work, you cannot reap the awards. <laughs>
1: hmm Heck, even in an article, he said after 150 interviews, he finally got it. So that's the exactly. other thing, too. People keep forgetting. You have to put in the time and the effort.
0: <laughs> exactly. This thing, this thing, podcasting or anything else, it takes time. The first time you want to try something or do something, obviously you're gonna fail. I mean, there's no secret. That's the secret. If you want to be successful, Feel more often, that's what I tell people. So, what are your thoughts on that?
1: Amen to that, and that goes back to the beginning of every master was once a disaster. Like, get the <laughs> disaster out of the way so that way you'll get to the mastery phase and you'll get a metaphorical black belt in what you do. Because that's really what it when, imagine you put in the time and the effort and what you do consistently, especially if it's good. Will come out better, and heck, even not only fail often, but fail as fast as possible, and get them out of the way. So that way, you'll eventually become better too. Just to add even more to what you said, Mark, because that was some good stuff, man.
0: <laughs> cool. And just piggyback on that thing. So let's say if somebody's just starting, all right, and they had their first failure in the podcasting world, and they're like, I just want to give up. So any advice you could give them? Like, I know you fail. But do blah, blah, blah to continue. What would that be?
1: I'd have to say have a strong why. Have a strong why. Know your why of what you do. Because with my podcast itself, was probably like 176 downloads like the first two months in because I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I launched on SoundCloud and then finally launched on Libsyn that spread it out to all these other areas because I didn't know what the hell I was doing. And at the end of the day, I still kept going, even though the audio wasn't as good as it is today. I still put out the content and still valuable. And I wanted to promote other authors. And I was having fun connecting with so many other people. And the fact that somebody was actually the gatekeeper to introduce me to a whole bunch of other people actually put myself on the line. Because when you do something good and other folks take notice, folks are going to want to be part of it. So having a strong why is the definitely the way to do that. Cause if you came in this for the money, then go somewhere else. You, you might have a better chance with network marketing, um, like our multiple marketing, whatever they call it. like do like do something else because like that it, it's, can you make money from podcasting? Yes, you can. Like, will it happen depending on what your goals are? Sure. It'll happen for you, but having a strong why. And if it's about others more than you, there's about a chance that you'll stick with it. And I know self-care is a major thing. Now you got to, Make sure you have a full cup because you can't pour from an empty one. But still, if it's about others and not yourself and you also keep yourself away from podcasting fatigue, then you'll be just fine. So making sure you have a strong why, make sure it's about something bigger than you. Because if it's about you and you alone, then it's not going to last long.
0: Very well said. I could not have said it more perfectly. Definitely way to do it. So, yeah. Thank you for putting it that way. (laughs) So yeah, this is wow. Very well said. So the next thing I want to talk to you about is like which format is probably better to use for somebody starting off? Because I know they're talking about some people follow the serial format where they have one season and they have X amount of series. Um, Let's say one season one, they have 10 episodes and they take a break for two months and they go for another season and then so on and so forth. Or some people just do it weekly or two two episodes per week and there is no season thing. So is there any preferred format that you think is more uh, easier to follow as compared to the other ones?
1: Uh, I'd have to say from the outside looking in, the seasons Mm -hmm. might be a better option depending on your schedule is. Because with me I do every week. Funny enough, my show is going to be a weekly show but now it's a bi-weekly show, sometimes up to slow to an extra one or two episodes a week as bonus episodes. Right. And really it just depends on the host themselves. Like what how, how often do you want to go? I mean, in this age of attention management, content's so huge now and once a week is the preferred option for me, at least right. weekly, because you want to stay consistent. To get your voice out there but mm-hmm. if you want to do seasons that's cool too especially considering how syria was in the case that it was mm-hmm. because there's only so far you can go with that darn case i mean that was my god i think that was what 10 15 years ago that happened before that podcast started and digging up dead bones from that metaphorically and right. you can only go so far with that unless you pick up another case so i'd have to say it depends on what the podcaster wants to do. Now, Seasons, if you want to do that, that's A-OK, because if you feel tired in the beginning or whatever, that's cool. But me, personally, I do every week, and I schedule about – I my schedule is about about the same, and that's the extra fun tip to have a scheduling. link If you do an interview-based show, to basically have a scheduling for folks to choose from, making sure that your scheduling is consistent – and if something happens, or are at the reschedule, most times folks will be understanding. And if they run away, then oh well. But uh, but yeah, it really depends on the host and having a backlog of episodes too. Because that's what I, I usually keep about a month's worth of content in various places to save from, so I can go from there in case if I want to take a vacation, I don't want to interview people, I'm getting tired or whatever. Then yeah, that's that's what I do, that's how I keep up with what i do i had a backlog in the beginning i still have a backlog today so that's (laughs) the long answer for that (laughs) no that's definitely a good place
0: to be because at least you have you know uh you don't have to worry about it every saturday morning i have to go do something you know you already got everything planned out for next four saturdays even if you don't do anything and given that fact that you will release your uh, episodes on Saturday, you good. So you could literally, like you say, go on a vacation and then your episodes will trickle in. You're scheduling and batching or whatever you want to call it. So that's definitely the way I do it and a lot of other people do it. So I'm sure you know you're all the successful entrepreneurs do it as well. It's like, hey, if the only thing that we have in life is time, we got to make sure we use that hell out of it the right way because the way I explain to people, the most valuable currency in the whole world is your time make sure you use it wisely. Because once you spend it, you cannot get it back.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I I know it to be true, but it's like every time here, it's like, oh, because when you put it in perspective, it's like, (laughs) oh. You're like Julius Caesar getting stabbed in the side, like, (laughs) ah.
0: Yeah. It took me a while to figure that out. I'm like, now I say, more no's than I say yes because I'm like I want to spend my time where I know it's going to first of all impact other people second of all it's going to benefit me in the terms of personal development and those two factors are good then I'm going to say yes otherwise it's a definite no
1: <laughs> there you go
0: so 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 uh, have you ever come across I'm sure you have now that where you're like I'm saying more no's now compared to when I first started everything that anyone ask for anything like yes 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 or no
1: uh i'd say probably about the same i'd say from where i first started because even though my goal is to interview a thousand different authors and that's just a goal for growth that was just a random number i set for myself last year because there was really no end game But um like there's still some topics I tend to avoid on my podcast, like politics. I don't want to talk about politics because I could care less. Especially <laughs> since it's currently election year, and books you could get killed. Like politics is like higher than religion on the Richter scale right now. To be honest, politics is like the new religion. So that's the main thing <laughs> I avoid. And for those who may have romance novels, I tend to avoid those people unless they have like another novel with it like stuff like that so really I'm, I'm about the same because right now i'm trying to get on more shows to build up my audience even more to get more eyes on not only myself but also the folks I interviewed because i want it to be beneficial for all parties sure. because it's trying to build that up so i would have to say i'm probably about the same because i, I learned the magic of no a lot earlier because that was something one of my teachers told me because he was in the service industry well he wasn't getting paid for he's a volunteer in industry he was a, he was in he was going to church in his young years and he was saying yes to everything and he was burnt out and he had to let, leave church for a few years and do his own spiritual thing because he kept saying yes to everybody because if you say yes to everything and everybody you'll have no room to be your best self and you'll be stuck leading on empty and yep. funny enough, I've let on empty before. It's not fun. And it's not fun for the folks around you. So I'd have to say find a good balance. And that kind of goes back to the why thing, like you and your family and yep. adding impact to people. If if those don't align with your goals, knowing what those are first, your non-negotiables, then you'll know which way to steer in terms of the yes and the no's.
0: Yep, definitely. Anna. And I want to ask you this question. Let's assume you are. Let's pick a number let's say you are 28 years old right now and all the knowledge that you have and if a 18 year old version of yourself right here and then you have 28 year old what advice can you give the younger version of yourself that will help him move forward to wherever you are right now a lot faster
1: So how much more time we got? Cause I tell him a lot of crap, man. (laughs) I would tell him so much crap, man. Like, dude, that's like a 10 year gap. I'll be like, yo dude, man. Uh, But seriously though, man. Oh, the first thing I would tell my 18 year old self, my goodness, join Toastmasters international, join it. Now build up your public speaking because that'll give you a quantum leap to be honest. Toastmasters is the organization that got me to where I am having a conversation with you right now because that organization is a 90-plus-year-old organization, nonprofit, that builds up leaders to be better communicators. Like, If I would have did that at 18, I probably would have been a freaking millionaire by now to be honest like join toastmasters connect with people give those speeches give those talks volunteer to be a leader over multiple clubs you'll get a quantum leap because you're connected with growth minded individuals that'll push you further than you ever thought possible join toastmasters start your podcast heck even read more books like get into the john maxwell program like read his books a lot sooner get into voracious reading a lot sooner and fail a lot quicker a lot sooner because it was about a good 21 a few months after my 21st birthday i got into professional development and self-growth now granted that's still a young age compared to other people but still like if i had an 18 that three years start like there's no telling how further i would have been with the knowledge i have now like i'd I'd be, I'd, I'd have a metaphorical 10-pack abs right now with the knowledge i got now if I at 18. Like, dude, it'd be amazing. <laughs> 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 All right, cool.
0: So let's do another version of the Islam. We're going to move in the future. So oh. you're 25, 28 now. And what can people expect from you by the time you turn 32? Oh,
1: 32, damn. Okay. So that's three years away from now. Okay. All right. Let's see. So 32. Well, I guess I'll be at a thousand episodes by then. I guess. Maybe. I don't know. (laughs) That'll that'll be the thing. Uh, Probably in three years time, I'll be a full-time entrepreneur, full-time entrepreneur, two more books under my belt, doing more speaking. COVID will be eliminated. It'll be eradicated. (laughs) We want to wear no damn masks and folks can complain about everything else and not the masks (laughs) like that, that. That's like the main thing, like more full time entrepreneurship. The podcast is growing even more and connecting with all sorts of wonderful people all over the globe. Heck, even might even be in. I don't know might even be in a fast relationship with a kid on the way who knows depending on what the world's looking like who knows
0: you never know you know the only thing i like i always say you don't know what tomorrow brings but it's gonna be a lot better than what you have today
1: oh shoot yeah man man today might be better compared to the future i might get a brick in the future it'll be harder that's awesome (laughs) <laughs> it won't be peanut butter either <laughs>
0: exactly it'd be mcdonald's right not peanut butter <laughs> all right cool man so dom it's truly been a pleasure having you man i like this is like it's been a blast it's truly been a blast i laughed i'm ton a lot of information is shared here so where can people find you more or how can people get in touch with you
1: Sure thing. Reach out to me on dombrightman.com. And since this show is about podcasters, there's probably some lessons I didn't touch on. I got twenty, I got a free ebook, five pages. It'll help you to be a better podcaster. 21 lessons from two plus years of podcasting. I'm on year three. And in the podcasting space, that's usually highly respected if you're still podcasting after three years with 250 plus episodes when folks quit before 25. So dombrightman.com, snag the ebook listen to the going north podcast and if you're an author yourself wants to be on the show my contact page is there too if you want to be on the show let me know because you already heard the goal a thousand different authors if you're not about politics i'd love to have you on so don check out the going north podcast subscribe yes indeed and thank you mark you're a mighty dude thanks a bunch for having me on the show my man all right
0: man it's truly been a blast man it's
1: really like (laughs) <laughs> your your
0: your energy level is like as soon as we started talking, it's like, oh my god, we're gonna have a great time. I love your energy. <laughs> cool man. Awesome. All right. Man.